Chapter Eleven, Part Two of the Mysteries of Paris, Volume Five by Eugène Sue. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Gringolet and Cut in Half, Part Two. Then resumed Picvinaigre, Gringolet, seeing how all the world forsook him, resigned himself to his miserable fate. It was broad day, and all the boys were going out with their animals. Cut in Half opened the trap and called each to give him his morsel of bread they all descended the ladder and gringalet more dead than alive squeezed up in a corner of the cockloft with his tortoise did not move but watched his companions as they descended one after the other and would have given everything he had to have done as they did at length the last quitted the loft and then his heart beat quick as he thought his master might forget him but cut in half who was standing at the foot of the ladder exclaimed in a loud voice gringalet gringalet here i am master come down directly or i'll fetch you added cut in half and gringalet believed his last hour was come oh said he to himself as he trembled in all his limbs and recollected his dream you are in the web little fly the spider is going to eat you after having put his tortoise quietly down on the ground he said farewell to it for he had become fond of the creature and went to the trap and put his leg on the ladder to go down when cut in half taking hold of his miserable little leg as thin as a stick pulled him down so suddenly that gringalet lost his hold and fell with his face all down the rounds of the ladder what a pity it was that the doyen of la petite pologne was not there at that moment what a dance he could have played to cut in half said the blue nightcap it is at such moments as these that a man is always happy and contented to feel how useful it is sometimes to be strong that's all right my lad but unfortunately the doyen was not there so cut in half seized the hold of the child by the waistband of his little breeches and carried him down to his own hole of a chamber where the huge monkey was kept fastened to the foot of his bed directly the spiteful beast saw the boy he began to jump and spring about grinding his teeth like a mad thing and darting towards gringalet as near as his chain permitted him as though he meant to devour him poor gringalet however will he be able to escape if that beast of a monkey once gets hold of him he is safe to strangle him i declare exclaimed the man in the blue cap the very thoughts of a poor innocent child being in such a dangerous situation makes me shiver from head to foot and i seem as though i couldn't hurt a worm how do you feel good friends the very same replied a burst of voices no more could we at this moment the prison clock chimed forth the first quarter past three and the skeleton becoming momentarily more and more apprehensive that the time would slip away without their being able to accomplish their design and furious at the continued interruptions as well as irritated at the evident sympathy and compassion awakened in the breasts of the prisoners by pigvinaigre's recital called out in an angry voice silence in the stone jug i say we shall never get to the end of this unlucky history if you persist in chiming in the buzz of voices died away at these words and pigvinaigre thus continued when it is recollected how much poor little gringalet had had to endure before he could get used to his tortoise and that even the boldest of his companions trembled and turned pale even at the mention of gargousse's name 
it may very easily be imagined what deadly terror he experienced when he found himself placed by his master within the reach of the horrible monkey oh master master he cried as his teeth rattled and shook in his head as though he were under the influence of an ague fit pray pray forgive me pray have mercy on me i will never do so any more indeed indeed i never will oh i promise you master only let me off this time and i will never do so again but all these prayers and supplications escaped almost unconsciously from the poor child who had indeed committed no fault that called for such promises cut in half however laughed at the boy's terrors and spite of the struggles and resistance of the unhappy child he dragged him within the grasp of gargousse who sprang upon him and seized him with a savage grasp a cry of execration passed through the assembly which had been listening with the profoundest attention to the progress of the tale i should have been a rare fool had i gone away said the officer on duty as he drew nearer to the listening groups oh but said picbinegre you've heard nothing as yet the best is still to come directly poor gringalet felt the cold hairy paws of the ape seize him by the head and neck he imagined it was with the intention of devouring him and driven almost mad by his agony he began shrieking and groaning in a manner that would have moved a stone to pity him while he wildly exclaimed oh send help send help from heaven god of goodness and of little children oh little golden fly come and preserve me come little fly and save me from the horrible spider i dreamed about will you hold your noise exclaimed cut in half as he gave him several hard kicks for he was fearful lest his cries should be heard but in a minute's time there was no further danger of that for the poor boy neither cried or struggled further but pale and cold as marble he remained kneeling while the devilish monkey clawed and scratched and buffeted the trembling victim who closing his eyes resigned himself to his fate after gargousse had tired himself with thus tormenting poor gringalet he suddenly paused and looked up to his master's countenance as though asking what he should do next and really it seemed as though the ape and his master understood each other's thoughts for gargousse immediately renewed the attack by plucking out handfuls of the shuddering boy's hair upon which cut in half burst into fits of laughter so long and so loud that had poor gringalet tried ever so hard he could not have made himself heard amid these wicked and malicious rejoicings they had however the effect of encouraging gargousse who proceeded to attack the unfortunate child with redoubled fierceness ah you beggar of a monkey exclaimed blue bonnet i only wish i had been near enough to catch hold of your tail i'd have swung you around and round like a windmill and finished by knocking out your dirty brains against the hardest stone i could find that beastly ape was as cruel as if he had been a man oh cried a simultaneous burst of voices no man ever was or ever will be so cruel as that i'm sure hallo interrupted picbinegre you forget cut in half when you make that remark however just listen to what he did next he unfastened the long chain of gargousse from the leg of his bed around which it was generally secured and tied it to the waist of the poor trembling child who by this time was more dead than alive 
so that the monkey and the boy were thus placed at the opposite ends of the chain there was a devil's own intention ay ay it is quite certain that some human creatures are more cruel than the most savage wild beast when cut in half had completed this arrangement he said to the monkey who appeared to understand every word he said and certainly these were such a precious pair it would have been a thousand pities they should have had any difficulty in the matter now then gargous attention you have been exhibited with all your clever tricks but it is now your turn to be a showman you shall be master and gringalet shall be monkey yes your monkey so up with you gringalet or i shall set gargous on you and let him tear you to pieces the unhappy child unable to utter a word had again fallen on his knees holding up his clasped hands in mute supplication while the only sound he could utter proceeded from the convulsive rattling of his teeth make him stand upright gargousse said cut in half to his ape and if he is obstinate do as i am doing and with these words he belaboured the child with a switch he held in his hand then passing the stick to the monkey he added make him stand up hit harder harder you all know what close imitators all monkeys are but gargousse was ever remarkable for his extreme quickness in copying the action of others he was not long therefore in bestowing so severe a flagellation on the shoulders of his terrified victim as soon compelled him to try at least to stand upon his feet and once up the unhappy child became as nearly as possible the same height as the ape then cut in half went out of the room and descended the staircase calling out to gargousse to follow him which he did tucking violently at the end of the chain to which gringalet was fastened and compelling him to follow like a slave at the same time beating him as hard as he could with his cane and thus they reached the small courtyard belonging to the miserable tenement occupied by cut in half and his livestock now then cut in half reckoned on having a good sport so first securing the door that opened into the lane he made signs to gargousse to play gringalet round and round the yard as fast as he could the ape loved the fun as well as his master and coursed the frightened boy round the yard beating him with all the strength the switch admitted of while cut in half laughed till his sides ached perhaps you may think this malicious nature was now satisfied not a bit of it this was a mere beginning so far gringalet had merely endured excessive fright been torn and scratched by the sharp teeth and claws of gargousse and severely beaten with the stick this however dreadful was far from contenting cut in half's savage nature he therefore devised another scheme equally diabolical with his other proceedings in order to enrage the monkey still more against the unhappy boy who by this time was more dead than alive he seized gringalet by the hair of his head and after feigning to overwhelm him with blows he pushed him towards the monkey saying tear him worry him showing gargousse at the same time a great lump of sheep's heart as much as to say do as i bid you and here is your reward and then began a fearful sight just imagine a huge red ape with a black muzzle grinding his teeth like a mad thing and throwing himself in a state of savage fury on the poor helpless object of his cruelty who unable to defend himself had no other means of preserving his face and eyes from being torn to pieces than by throwing himself down on the ground flat on his face seeing this 
gargousse wrought up by his master to a state of frenzied hatred against poor gringalet bestrode him as he lay on the ground seized him by the neck and bit him on the back of his head till the blood came oh the spider the spider i dreamed of cried poor gringalet firmly believing now that he should be devoured all at once a noise was heard at the gate that opened from the lane into the yard knock 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 ha ha exclaimed all the prisoners at once how delightful tis le doyen come to set the boy free oh tell us if it was not yes my good friends you have guessed right it was le doyen and he cried out now then cut in half will you open the door or no don't pretend to be deaf i see you through the keyhole the exhibitor of beasts was obliged to answer and went grumblingly along to open the gate for le doyen who was a regular brick of a man as strong and sturdy as a mountain for all his age and moreover he was one of those persons with whose displeasure it was nothing but safe to trifle well what do you want with me asked cut in half half opening the yard door i have something to say to you answered le doyen entering almost forcibly into the little courtyard then observing the savage conduct of the monkey he ran towards him seized him by the scruff of the neck and sought to fling him to the other end of the yard but perceiving that the boy and the animal were chained together le doyen cast a stern and fearful glance on cut in half as he called out in a severe tone let this unfortunate child loose directly only conceive the joyful surprise experienced by gringalet who nearly dead with terror found himself so unexpectedly preserved and by means which seemed to him so miraculous that he could not help turning his eyes on his preserver with a recollection of the golden-winged fly he had seen in his dream though he saw merely a stout square-built elderly gentleman looking more like a creature of earth than air well now then said the officer on duty now that gringalet is safe i will go and take my soup safe exclaimed pique vinaigre not a bit of it bless you poor little gringalet has not got to the worst of his troubles yet no cried several prisoners with the deepest interest no hasn't he though but what else happened to him then inquired the officer wait a bit and you'll hear answered the story-teller what a fellow that pique vinaigre is cried the officer he makes you do just as he pleases well i'll stay a little longer at any rate the skeleton spoke not but he actually foamed with rage as pique vinaigre thus continued his recital cut in half who feared le doyen as the devil fears holy water had in a grumbling manner unfastened the chain from gringalet's waist which done le doyen tossed gargousse up in the air and when he fell to the ground he gave him so desperate a kick in his ribs that he sent him rolling ten feet off the monkey screamed with passion chattered and ground his teeth with rage then fearing a repetition of the rough usage he had experienced scampered away and climbing to the roof of a small shed manifested his hatred of le doyen by a variety of threatening gestures what do you mean by ill-using my monkey inquired cut in half of le doyen you ought rather to ask me why i do not beat you instead of your spiteful beast there for shame thus to torture and ill-use a poor helpless boy is it possible you can be drunk at this early hour of the morning i am no more drunk than you are 
i was teaching my monkey a trick i wish him to learn i want to get up a scene between gringalet and my monkey i attend to my business and i only wish other people would do the same and not trouble themselves with what does not concern them and i tell you that i have a right to interfere in the present case and that it is my duty to do so this morning when i missed gringalet from among the other children who passed by my window i inquired of them where he was they did not make me any answer but hung down their heads and seemed confused i know you therefore suspected the boy was kept back for some bad purpose and it seems i was not mistaken now just listen to me every day that i do not see gringalet pass door with the other lads i will come here to know the reason whether you like it or not and what's more you shall produce him alive and well or 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 i'll i'll knock you down i shall do precisely as i please with the boy without asking your leave answered cut in half excessively irritated by this threat of keeping him under surveillance you'll just please to keep your hands to yourself and if you do not take yourself off and if ever you presume to show your face here again i'll i'll take that then as an earnest of the future cried le doyen interrupting cut in half by a couple of blows heavy enough to knock down a rhinoceros you deserve that and more too for presuming to answer le doyen of la petite pologne in so impertinent a manner oh lord lord groaned forth the man in the blue cap only two blows i wish i had had the handling of him he should have had a round dozen to begin with and afterwards i would have knocked all his teeth down his throat as far as strength went continued picvinaigre le doyen could have killed and eaten a score of such fellows as the beast-master so cut in half was compelled to pocket the affront but he was not the less incensed at being struck in the presence of gringalet and well did he promise to be richly avenged for the indignity he had sustained and an idea suddenly suggested itself to him which could only have originated in the mind of a fiend of malice like himself while he was meditating on his diabolical scheme le doyen said bear in mind that if you torment this poor boy any more i will just make you and your menagerie turn out and quit la petite pologne or i will bring the whole neighbourhood to pull your house about your ears you know very well how universally you are hated already and you may rest assured you will have such an escort to conduct you hence as shall leave you marks enough on your back to serve as a remembrance of your parting let you live as long as you may that i promise you like a treacherous mean-spirited wretch as he was cut in half the better to effect his villainous design instead of quarrelling further with le doyen feigned to submit to his decision and replied in a false wheedling tone you were wrong to strike me my worthy neighbour or to imagine i had any intention of harming gringalet on the contrary i tell you again i was merely teaching my monkey a new trick he is rather awkward when he is put out in any way and while trying to manage him the boy got a few trifling bites which i very much regret humph said le doyen casting a scrutinizing look on him now is this all gospel you are telling me and why if you only wished to teach a thing to your monkey did you fasten him to gringalet because the boy has to learn the trick as well as the animal now this is what i want to do to dress up gargousse in a red coat and hat with a feather in it like a barber 
and then gringalet is to sit in a little chair with a cloth tucked under his chin while the monkey affects to shave him with a large wooden razor the joke appeared so very droll to le doyen that he could not forbear laughing isn't that a funny idea inquired cut in half in a crafty and malicious manner why upon my word answered le doyen it does strike me as a very amusing device and one which i doubt not your monkey would carry into execution most admirably that is if he be as clever and skilful in imitation as he is represented oh bless you continued cut in half when he has seen me for five or six times make believe to shave gringalet he will imitate me exactly with his large wooden razor but for that purpose it is absolutely necessary he should become habituated to the boy and that was my reason for fastening them both together but why did you select gringalet more than any other of your boys because he was the least among em so that you see when he sat down the monkey was the taller of the two to be sure i had another reason besides monsieur le doyen although i know a man oughtn't to own such a thing as making a difference with his boys but for all that i'll own the truth whatever comes of it and that is that i made choice of this here little chap because i meant to give half the profits from the performance to whoever it was acted the scene with the animal because i knew in course it was disagreeable well said le doyen completely gulled by this false and hypocritical manner of accounting for the conduct which had first attracted his displeasure well if such be the case i can only say i'm very sorry i gave you such a very hard thump however it does not matter just consider it as paid on account so that while cut in half was talking with le doyen poor little gringalet durst scarcely breathe he trembled like an aspen leaf and though dying with eagerness to throw himself at the feet of le doyen and to supplicate of him to take him away from his cruel master he had not courage to make the attempt and in a low despairing voice he murmured to himself i shall be like the poor fly i dreamed about and the horrid spider will eat me up it was folly of me to expect that any golden fly would come to save me come my lad since your master means to let you share his profits you ought to try and get used to acting with the monkey never mind being tied to him he won't hurt you i dare say and then you know when you have earned a large sum of money by doing this trick with him you will have nothing to complain of complain indeed exclaimed his master giving him at the same time a side look that froze poor gringalet's blood what should he know of complaining now then speak up and tell this worthy gentleman whether you ever have had anything to complain of come let's hear all about it have you any cause of complaint you are asked no no master stammered out the unhappy child you hear what he says said cut in half turning to le doyen he never has had anything to complain of no i should rather think not why bless you i was only thinking of his good when i tied him to the monkey and if he has got a bit of scratch from gargousse why i'll take care it does not happen again the monkey is just a little awkward at first but i'll see to it for the future take my word for it it won't happen again that's all right then and now everybody's satisfied are they not gringalet is most especially are you not my fine fellow asked cut in half casting a savage glance on the poor child 
yes yes master sobbed forth the wretched boy and i'll tell you what i'll do further to make up for the scratches you have got from the monkey i'll let you share in a good breakfast i meant to order from our worthy doyen's excellent larder i intend having a dish of mutton-chops and pickles four bottles of wine and a pint of brandy much obliged to you answered the doyen all shall be sent as you desire few men have a better cellar or more tempting larder and the contents of both are at the service of all who can pay for them the doyen was not a bad sort of a man but it must be remembered that he had his living to get and therefore so that he disposed of his eatables and drinkables at a sufficient profit he cared but little who it was in that case friend or foe were quite alike to him the beggar cut in half knew well enough where his weak side lay so he hit upon this method of getting rid of him in high good humour at having by his visit not only ascertained the safety of gringalet but also obtained a good order and now was the unfortunate child thrown into the hands of his master past all hopes of safety for no sooner had le doyen turned his back than cut in half pointing to the staircase with a dreadful frown bade the trembling lad betake himself to his garret without loss of time and the frightened child glad at any rate to be freed from the monkey and his master did not require a second bidding but made off as fast as his strength permitted him when gringalet reached his own wretched chamber he threw himself on the dirty straw allotted him for a bed beside his tortoise and wept as though his heart were breaking he will surely kill me cried the miserable boy as he reflected on the cruelty of his master and his own inability to escape from him what shall i do oh how i wish i were dead and in my grave thus he remained sobbing and lamenting for more than an hour when he was roused by hearing the coarse voice of cut in half calling upon him to descend and the terror of the boy was still further increased by discovering a considerable alteration in the rough tones of his master now then roared out the brutal man with a torrent of oaths are you coming down or must i fetch you the unhappy child almost slid down the ladder in his haste to descend but scarcely had he reached the bottom than cut in half seized hold of him and dragged him to his own room stumbling at every step he took for the fellow had been drinking so hard that he could scarcely stand on his legs while his body swung to and fro like the sails of a windmill almost bereft by extreme intoxication of the power of speech he continued to gaze on the shrinking child with eyes full of dreadful meaning though his tongue was unable to declare the murderous designs he meditated never had the poor boy endured such horror at the sight of his master gargousse was chained as usual to the foot of the bed and in the middle of the room stood a chair from the back of which hung a strong cord sit down there cried the tyrant as he pointed to the seat gringalet obeyed in silence and cut in half without another word twisted the rope around him and finally secured him in the chair so firmly that even if poor gringalet had dared to struggle it would have been impossible for him to have extricated himself great and good god murmured the wretched child this time no one will come to deliver me from my danger and the poor little fellow was right for indeed it was utterly impossible and for this reason 
that no sooner had le doyen gone away with the idea of all being comfortably arranged between the boy and his master than cut in half hastened to double lock and bolt the entrance to his premises so that no person could gain admission without his knowledge oh poor little gringalet exclaimed all the prisoners deeply excited by the recital it's all up with him that's quite sure i'd give my last franc piece to get him out of the hands of that blackguard that i would cried a multitude of voices as though one unanimous sympathy actuated each breast i wonder what that beggar of a cut in half is going to do with the poor little chap added they in almost breathless interest come push on and let's hear pique vinaigre continued when gringalet was well secured in the chair his master said to him and here the narrator imitated most naturally the thick speech and stammering tones of a drunken man ah you scoundrel you you are the cause of my being thrashed by the doyen you shall die for it you shall you young devil then he took from his pocket a freshly sharpened razor opened it and seized gringalet by the hair of his head at the sight of the razor the child began to weep pardon master pardon do not kill me cry away you infernal brat you shall not cry long replied cut in half golden fly golden fly come to my help exclaimed poor gringalet almost mad and remembering the dream that had had such an effect upon him for the spider is going to kill me what you call you call me a spider do you said cut in half for this and other many other things you shall die die i tell you not by my hand because that wouldn't do and besides they'd scrag me and so i'll say and prove that it was the ape i have managed it all and so never mind for that's all about it he added preserving his equilibrium with the greatest difficulty then calling the monkey which at the end of his chain was grinning and looking at his master and the boy here gargousse he said pointing to the razor and then to gringalet whom he had seized by the hair of his head do so to him and then drawing the back of the razor several times over gringalet's throat he feigned to cut his throat the devil of a monkey was such a close imitator so wicked and so sly that he understood what his master desired and as if to prove to him that he did so he took his chin in his left paw put his head back and with his right paw pretended to cut his throat that's it gargousse that's it said cut in half stammering with his eyes half closed and staggering so much that he almost fell with gringalet in the chair yes that's it i'll unfa unfasten you and you'll slice this weasand won't you gargousse the ape shrieked as he ground his teeth as much as to say yes and put out his paw as if to take the razor that cut in half handed to him golden fly come to my rescue murmured gringalet in a faint voice and assured that his last hour was come alas he called the golden fly without any hopes of its coming to his rescue 
he did so as a drowning man exclaims mon dieu mon dieu yet at this very moment gringalet saw enter into the room one of those small gold and green flies which looked like a spangle of gold flying and flitting around and about and at the very moment when cut in half was going to give the razor to gargousse the gold fly went plump into the eye of this horrible ruffian a fly in the eye is no great thing but at the moment it hurts like the prick of a pin and thus cut in half who could scarcely support himself raised his hand to his eye so suddenly that he staggered and fell at full length rolling on the ground like a log to the foot of the bed to which gargousse was fastened golden fly many thanks you have saved me cried gringalet who seated and fastened to the chair had observed all ma foi it really was true then and the golden fly prevented his having his throat cut exclaimed the prisoners overjoyed the golden fly for ever cried the blue cap listen now continued the story-teller for this is the most beautiful and terrible of the history i had promised you cut in half had fallen like a lump of lead and was so drunk that he could move no more than a log he was dead drunk and perfectly senseless but in his fall he very nearly crushed gargousse and almost broke his hind paw you know how savage and revengeful this infernal brute was and he still held in his paw the razor which his master had given him to cut gringalet's throat what do you suppose the animal did when he saw his master on his back and within his reach why he jumped upon him squatted on his breast and whilst with one paw he pushed up his chin to expose his neck with the other he cut his throat as clean as a whistle just as cut in half had taught him to do with poor gringalet a few minutes before bravo bravo well done gargousse forever the little golden fly forever gringalet forever gargousse forever well my friends i assure you as you shout now so did the whole population of la petite pologne shout an hour afterwards said pic vinaigre delighted at the success of his story and the enthusiasm of his hearers in what way i told you that in order to complete his wicked purpose at his ease the vagabond cut in half had closed the door inside towards the evening the boys came in one after the other with their animals the first rapped but no answer then when they had all arrived they knocked at the door but no reply so one went to find le doyen to tell him how they had knocked in vain and that their master did not open to them the fellow must be as drunk as an englishman said he i sent him some wine just now we must break open the door for the children cannot pass the night out of doors so they burst in the door and then they went up the stairs and what should they see but gargousse chained and crouching on his master's body playing with the razor poor gringalet was fortunately out of gargousse's reach and still on the chair not daring to look on cut in half's body but gazing at guess what the little golden fly which after having flitted round and round the child as if to congratulate him had at last come and settled on his poor little hand gringalet related all to le doyen and the crowd that came in and as it really appeared like the interposition of providence le doyen cried a triumph for gringalet a triumph to gargousse who killed the infamous cut in half he cut others 
it was his turn to be cut himself yes yes cried the assembled mob for the beast shower was universally detested a triumph to gargousse a triumph for gringalet it was night and they lighted straw torches fastened gargousse to a bench which four chaps carried on their shoulders and the blackguard of an ape seemed as if he felt his consequence and gave himself the airs of a conquering hero by showing his teeth to the multitude after the ape came le doyen carrying gringalet in his arms then all the little fellows each carrying his beast followed him one with his fox another his marmotte another his guinea-pig and those who played on the hurdy-gurdy played now then there were the charcoal sellers who had their bells and there was such an uproar such joy such a fate as can be scarcely imagined behind the musicians and animal showers came all the dwellers in la petite pologne men women and children all holding straw torches and hallowing like mad vive gringalet vive gargousse the procession advanced in this way around the place in which cut and half dwelt it was a very singular sight to see the old buildings lighted up by the red light of the straw torches which flared and flared as to gringalet the first thing he did when he was at liberty was to put the little golden fly in a paper bag and he exclaimed during his triumph little flies i did very right in preventing the spiders from eating you for picvinaigre was interrupted by a voice from without exclaiming Père Roussel, come to your soup it only wants ten minutes to four ma foi the story is nearly finished and i must go many thanks my lad you have amused me very much and that you may tell everybody said the superintendent to picvinaigre going to the door then pausing mind and be quiet he said turning towards the prisoners End of chapter 11, part 2 Read by Celine Major